This podcast is sponsored by 360 Solutions. Are you ready to work for yourself as a business consultant? 360 Solutions can give you everything you need to start, build, and run your own practice. In our 20 years in business, we've helped hundreds of people just like you live a fulfilling life developing organizations and leaders in your area. Visit 360 Solutions to learn more or come to one of our high-performance organization workshops. We're hosting them in Austin, Texas and Yosemite National Park this November. Find out more at 360hpworkshops.com. That's 360hpworkshops.com. On episode 71 of the High Performance Leadership Podcast, Defining Your Core Process with Dr. Roger Allen. You know, the success of a business depends a lot on the efficiency of that process. You're listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast, insights and information from world-class leadership experts. Thanks for listening. I'm Randy Lane. On today's podcast, we welcome back Dr. Roger Allen. Roger is a psychologist who has helped leaders run more efficient and effective organizations for over 30 years. Some of his clients include Coach Leatherware, IBM, Ford, and Hewlett Packard. He co-wrote the High Performance Leadership Framework that's the foundation for the 360 Solutions curriculum. On episode 60, we heard Dr. Allen talk about the transformation model, and that model has many components. One of them is core process, basically the main activities of an organization. In this talk, Roger tells us how a well-defined core process could help organizations run more effectively. And now, here's Dr. Roger Allen. Let's talk about core process, and, and, and I, I talk about the cause-effect relationship between the different elements. From environment, we move to strategy. From strategy, we move to core process. What do I mean by core process? What is core process? The main activity for the business? Uh-huh. It's the flow of work. It's the flow of work through the business that results in a deliverable of some kind, whether it's goods or whether it's service, that results in a deliverable to a customer. It's why we exist. If we manufacture computers, there's a process, isn't there? From, we, we sometimes call it the value chain, there, but there's a process from assembling the raw materials and the information that we need to coming up with a design to you know, the beginning stages, whatever those steps that we could document. It's, it's, it's a documentable, usually. For most organizations, there are very specific steps that we can document that are the flow of work that result in a deliverable to a client. If you go into a dental office, there's a core process, right? From walking in the door, to greeting the receptionist, to be invited to have a seat, to walking back to the, all of those are steps within this core process. Walking back, paying before you walk out the front door. I mean, all of these are steps. Scheduling the next visit is a part of that process. You know, the success of a business depends a lot on the efficiency of that process. And a lot of businesses are less effective, less efficient than they could be. And so there's an opportunity for business owners to look at their core process. It may be value stream mapping. You might be mapping what the process looks like. And there is a major process usually. If you're talking about a medical office, there's a major process. But there are also, or we call it a macro process oftentimes. It's the process that cuts across the entire business. But there are also other processes, sub-processes. For example, a billing may be a process. Or what are some other? Scheduling. 
could be thought of as a process. What else could be thought of as a process in a medical customer service? Supply, how do we order supplies? Accounts receivable can be considered a process. Every component of the business, yeah, many of those components of the business. Now, we don't necessarily start with mapping all of those at once. In a large organization, when you have a lot of resources, you can dedicate a lot of people, and there's a lot of technology to support you in doing this today. But in your businesses, you would start with the core process and just help them assess. You know, help them understand what is your core process? What does it look like from front end to back end? And how is it working? And you know, when we talk about doing assessment, how is it working and where are the breakdowns that occur? And oftentimes as consultants, we've even, I mean, we map it on a wall and we'll start with flip charts and we'll say what's step one in your, yeah, it's just a flow chart or we'll do it on even sticky notes. But usually we do it on, yeah, we do it on a flip chart, post-its, so that everybody can see. And we'll start with what is step one in the process. And we'll define step one in the process. And then what are all of the tasks that happen in step one? And what are the breakdowns? Okay, here's a sample. What are the breakdowns? What are the tasks that happen in step one? And what are the, we call them variances, but what are the breakdowns that can occur within step one? What are the problems that can occur within step one? Yeah, there are a lot of redundancies oftentimes in a lot of organizations. I mean, we have graphs, for example, of process, re-engineering, redesign work that we have done and eliminated the complexity of an organization from all of these steps, I mean literally, and I think this is in the 360 material, an example of this, from 200 steps down to 60 steps. It's just much more simpler, the flow is much better. So it's, it's first just giving people an understanding of the concept. You know, what is the flow of work through your organization? And have you ever mapped it? And if you mapped it, could you improve in your efficiencies? Because when you do organizational design work, that's where you start. See, organizational design work is different than strategy work. Strategy work is how are we going to you know, take advantage of what's going on out in the external environment? You know, how do we orient ourselves to create competitive advantage, make conscious choices about how we will compete in the marketplace? But when we talk about organizational design, we're talking about the three, four pieces now of core process, structure, systems, and culture. That's what we mean by organizational design. And so it starts with core process. That because we organize people, structure, around core process, right? So we have to start by understanding our core process and simplifying or streamlining as much as possible because there are technologies. In fact, the big consultants just, that's all they do. They use uh, technology to do mapping of processes and process improvement and so on. And they focus on the technical part of the process without a lot of consideration to the people. And in fact, you know, I've walked into work with many large organizations that have been through you know, they talk about being hammered. Do you remember Michael Hammer? He was the big process re-engineering guy 20, 15, 10 years ago. And they talked about, have you been hammered yet? We've been hammered. And they would do the process efficiency, but they forgot about the social part of it. And part of what, part of what Preston and I, you know, we built our organization, the Center for Organizational Design, was about finding the best fit between technical systems and social systems, between technical and people. So you redesign the process, but then you need to think about the impact of that on people. And I'll start with step one, 
What is step one of your process? And write it down. What is step two of your process? What is step three? What is step four? What is step five? And sometimes there will be some debate back and forth. No, what you're calling step three is really part of step two. It's a task in step two. Well, getting that kind of clarification, let's say you got five leaders in the room, getting that kind of clarification among them is very helpful, you know, so that everybody is clear, everybody understands. You get follow-up business also because there are many processes within the organization, right? Yes. There are many processes, and so we can map the core value-adding, the, the flow of work, but then we have an opportunity to come back at another time and talk about billing, or we have another opportunity to come back and talk about what their marketing process looks like or what the sales process looks like. And again, you don't have to be the subject matter expert. You're the process expert. You ask the questions. You use the tools that we're bringing to say, okay, let's talk about your sales process. And they're the experts. You know, what is step one in your sales process? What are the major tasks? What are the breakdowns that occur or the variances, the failure modes, you know, or the gaps? I mean, a lot of terminology that you can use, but we do that with the entire process and they come out of that going, oh my goodness, here is so much opportunity because there's a lot of redundancy, there's a lot of repetitiveness, there's a lot of rework. Because if we're doing things well up front, we don't have to repeat, we don't have to do it over again. And a lot of organizations will realize, how many times are we billing this customer? Well, if we fix this on the front end, we could save a lot of time we might even be able to run leaner. And by the way, we always shared with our clients that the purpose in doing redesign was not to eliminate employees. Now that's not always the case. I mean, there are many who do redesign work and re-engineering work because they want to downsize. Yeah. We said, no, you lose people through attrition and you free up resources to be more creative in other areas of the organization. We're not simply trying to reduce headcount by going through this kind of process. But anyway, so that's what core process is all about. Core process is mapping that flow of work. You've got macro, the macro process that touches everybody, but then you've got other processes within different departments or different pieces of the organization. And you're positioning yourself to be able to come back and help them with some of those minor processes at a later point in time. Thanks for listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. Every little bit helps. Our website is hpleadershippodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hpleadershippodcast. Follow us on Twitter at hpl underscore podcast. And shoot us an email at podcast at 360solutions.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.